It's now 12 minutes past two. So after two on Thursdays, we uh, bring you Nola Knows. <laughs> That's our segment with the uh, renowned consumer journalist, Wendy Nola. It's always great chatting to Wendy. She joins us from our Cape Town studios because that's where she's based. And uh, we always welcome your uh, emails, your questions, your experiences as a consumer in South Africa. And this time around, we'll be tackling an issue that was brought to our attention by uh, one of our listeners yet again. Uh, good afternoon, Wendy. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. Hello, Asa. Good to be with you, as always. So, uh, we let's start with the recap, because there have been further developments regarding last week's scenario. Just yes. quickly remind us about uh, Mama Winnie Shabalala and her okay. son, Sabelo, and love, where the story is. Yes. I love the story for many reasons. Um, one of them being that ID, identity fraud is a big issue in this country and affects a lot of people. So, this one experience... Um, encapsulated for me the struggle which so many people have when it comes to clearing their names. So it can take months, months, years even. In yeah. the meantime, you know, there's legal action happening and all the rest. So Winnie Shabalala of Rudaport, she was the victim of ID fraud um, sometime last year. She was unable to clear her name with Builders Warehouse where this account was open in her name but not by her. Mm-hmm. Even with the help of her son, Sabela Zwane, who in the end, I reached us out to us a couple of weeks ago, desperation to say that, you know, the debt collectors were hounding his mum for payment. They even went as far, I think the last straw for them was they went as far as um, contacting um, his mum's boss. Yes. And she was hugely stressed out by that. And that is, that is what these debt collectors intend to do, obviously, when they do that. And it's strictly illegal to contact an employer and um, out the employee as having debt issues. I mean, it's even worse when the debt issues are not legitimate, but mm. even if they mm. are, you, you can't do that as we discussed last week. Anyway, so you know, Mum Winnie and, and, and her son were sending these affidavits. She went, to, she slept off to the police, got an affidavit saying this wasn't me. She gave that affidavit to both the, the branch of builders where she was alleged to have taken out the account, as well as the debt collectors, the latest ones to contact her were MBD. Um, and again, nothing happening. The hounding, the, the, the harassment continues. Anyway, so I'd sent the media query to MassMart, yeah. which is builders' parent company. I attached the affidavit and, um, I said, you know, how, why is this dragged on for so long? What's gone wrong? What should she have done differently to clear her name? Please could you sort it out? Um, they immediately stopped, the, pulled the debt collectors off, said stop. They apologized to her while they did the investigation. And I got a call this week from a MassMart spokesperson to say the investigation was um, complete. They confirmed that the account was indeed fraudulent. Well, that was no great. huge surprise. Yes. Um, and Mum Winnie's credit record has been restored, Yay. which is great. So her peace, <laughs> she has her peace back. But um, as for why Mum Winnie wasn't able to prove her innocence on her own or with the help of his son, mm. the spokesman said, um, called it a glorious mess, which I thought was quite refreshing honesty for a wow. for a corporate. Apparently, she reported the fraud to builders, which is part of their what they expect, you know. And from there. Um, they, Builders doesn't run its own credit book. Um, it's outsourced to RCS. Mm. So what was supposed to happen is that um, affidavit and an email was supposed to be sent to RCS by that branch to say this has been red flagged. You know, you need to investigate. It's a fraudulent um, account. And 
they sent it to the wrong email address at, at RCS. Oh. branch of builders. So it was never lodged. And I'm quite grateful for, for MassMart actually sharing this with me because... Yeah, it sounds like they did a th- thorough investigation. No, they often... Well, mm. I often mostly would just get... Uh, it's been it's been investigated. It was fraud. Right. We've, we've cleared it up. End of story. But they actually shared that it was just one of those, you know, when something goes wrong, it goes wrong. It was the wrong email address. I don't know who got it, but it wasn't RCS. And so they never acted on it. And of course, shame on the dead collectors for, for getting the, the, the affidavit and thinking, eh, not our problem. We'll just carry on hounding you. Mm. So there is that. Mm. But um, I think um, I just wanted to give credit to Mamuni and, and her son Sabella because for raising it with us because um, as a result of this incident, MassMart decided that it needed a much more ro- robust, as they called it, procedure for when someone reports identity fraud. So a new procedure is now in place. There would anyone across the group, and they have many um, uh, companies in the group, macro game, et cetera, et cetera. If anyone um, reports um, ID fraud, um, the email will be sent to RCS as well as to MassMart head office so oh, that they are aware of it. Oh, I'm and so Extra and safeguards. Yes. Congratulations, Wendy. Oh, wow. Well, no, well, thanks to them for raising it, you know. Absolutely, because, because they've assisted so many other people. I, I mean, think, to go as far as to so. have a company change its policies its to the policy. benefit of everybody else is just fantastic. Yeah. So, and the other thing, of course, for consumers is just to say this is a, a huge reason why we should be checking our credit records quite often. Yeah, um, I did that the other day. Good yes, for you. Right. I think you're one of about less than, I think you're less than 4% of South Africans, credit really? credit active South Africans who actually do that. Yeah, a very small percentage. Um, so you get a free credit check mm, with each of the credit bureaus. So there are four main ones. Mm-hmm. That means every quarter you can get a free report. You don't have to pay for it. And that's the best way to find out what's going on, not only with your credit record but whether you know if anyone um has been uh, well it's spending on your name <laughs> it's True. there if you've got a blacklisting for something you didn't do you really do need to know about it so that you can act on it so so yeah um very i was very gratified by that result and very grateful to massmart for actually sharing it with oh, us to say this that is been a positive wonderful out of it. news yeah. wonderful yeah, news they Made must be day. so relieved sabelo and mamwini must be so so relieved because this kind of thing really lives, leaves your life in the state no, of uncertainty. Completely. Every area is just so uncertain, you can't and move. So you wake up, I mean, even if it's genuine, even if you genuinely have an issue with a debt collector, and many, many South Africans live with this, you wake up with that yeah. dread when you, yeah. your phone goes, when you, you know, you, you're, you're stressed and anxious about it. You're trying to avoid the calls. You don't know where the next demand's going to yes. come from. Imagine that coupled with the injustice of knowing that it wasn't you. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it must really, really... Your hidden. Um, Absolutely. And so, so yeah, let's, let's take this call from, from Sanj because I know we've got an issue with the, uh, well, we'll be talking about the post office in a yes. short while. Um, yes. Sanj, you're calling us from Randberg. Hello. Yes, Anna. I just wanted to actually say to, uh, to Wendy, I've, I've been following this, this case from last year. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, it wasn't for her and, and her mediating this matter. This poor woman did not have gotten any joy at all, neither would I or anyone else in this country, because it is my opinion that business and thinkers are absolute fools. Yeah. You know, going through the ombudsman is too tiresome and it's too, too uh, weird enough. And it's impossible here to set up a department that, that lays in between the ombudsman and us, because we don't get any joy. The harassment will continue. The thousands of people will continue to harass until 
by saying a lot, they managed to yeah. the hold of someone like right. like Wendy. So although this woman is a joy, and I'm very happy for her, let me tell you something. There are thousands of us who at the mercy of these people's hands. Absolutely, Sanj. And uh, now all customers from uh, customers of MassMart will benefit from uh, the conclusion of this particular case. So really, congratulations, Wendy. Um, let's you. let's look at the big one for today. So last yeah. week you were contacted by Rose Shivute. Yes, she said she'd received. I think it was last week. She received four bottles of hair, hair serum as a gift from a friend in Namibia. Yeah. So it was an international parcel, if you want, came from across our borders. Mm-hmm. Um, the package was originally sent to Bryanston Post Office at Sloan Centre, where they. Um, charged her, they wanted to charge her a thousand rand for customs duty, <sighs> bearing in mind that the value of the package was 600 rand. <sighs> okay. Um, she protested and it was a gift. Why should she have to pay? They sent the package with the goods receipt that she had sourced from her friend in Namibia to customs at ORT for evaluation, mm. evaluation. Mm. Three months later, the post office at Four Ways contacted her to say that they had her package and it's now going to cost her 2,344 oh. rand to collect. Um, when she, and it gets better. When she went to the post office to contest that charge, bear in mind this is a gift and she shouldn't have been charged anything. Okay. She noticed that the package was actually leaking. So obviously the contents oh. were damaged. Mm. She says this whole ordeal has been so unfortunate and I'm now lost as to how to proceed further. So I thought this was a good case to sort of talk about, and I, I do it quite often because yeah, yeah. it affects a lot of people. If you have pe- um, loved ones, family, mm-hmm. whatever, living overseas or even across our borders, they might want to send you stuff. Mm-hmm. The legal position is you're allowed to get two gifts a year um, from sent in from outside, posted, I mean, yeah. um, or couriered. As long as each gift does not exceed the equivalent of 1,400 rand. So how, this do you, before. Uh, how do they know that it's a gift then? Is it supposed to be labeled okay. that? Or so, because no. I've, I've had my issues with, with customs as well. But I, I think in this case, let me maybe quickly explain because it's, it's different sure. from this one. I yeah. bought stuff online, right? Um, yeah. There's this beautiful, like this designer who makes from Senegal who makes really, really beautiful things. And yeah. so um, even when you do your checkout, when you pay, they do say that in some territories, yes. you know, there's a little phrase there about mm. what you can expect from customs. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'll pay the duties. It's okay. And so the parcel comes in. Then I get contacted by customs to say, we need to see your receipt, how much you paid for this item, because mm. the people sending it uh, that you've purchased this from have valued it at 200 rand. And I know it's not 200 rand. My bank statement will reflect that it's not 200 oh, rand. Oh, so they were trying to do you a favor there, but the maximum is 1400 rand that it's allowed. Right. But I, I suppose they grew suspicious because someone sending overseas would probably value it in their currency. It says mm. to be the South African equivalent of no more than, um, 1400 rand but right. they, but this but wasn't the, a gift though this was something that i had oh, bought sorry. online sorry sorry which is I've why i'm saying that these two yes. are would be yes. different um and it okay, ended so up you it, yes. paying customs and and pay, having paid for the items themselves i ended up paying two and a half times oh gosh, <laughs> oh, gosh. that is sorry i got i got mixed up with the gift yes, yes so that's yes. a legitimate purchase and no one was pretending otherwise but right. they were suspicious around the value. So obviously the person who sent it was trying to do you a favor. They make you pay less. Um, 
in duties, customs yes, duties yes. and VAT, and it actually backfired because yeah. they were suspicious about it. I'm sure there so, are those puzzles that slip through that have been labeled sure. 200 rand when they're not, but that's not what I was trying to do. So I was furious. I haven't even ordered or bought anything from them ever Since again. That as was a result. silly without, because it's, it's almost as if they were, you were colluding with them, which exactly. wasn't the case. You just bought it and were taking your chances. So that's the thing with overseas purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, some people who start the, the overseas purchase journey with um, Amazon, yeah. where they include everything. So the amount you pay covers what you need everything. to pay from the time up until the time it's in your hands. Others, um, you 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 get you know the high courier fees, and then you've got mm. the customs as well. Mm. And then it's really not worth your while as a South African exactly. to do that. Your bill as you've discovered, mm, yes. the bill at the end it will leave you so, shocked. So I do want us to take calls, whether it's particularly on uh, the post office, sending and receiving parcels via the post office from whether, I think, outside the country. Let's focus on outside the country more than anything else. Uh, Whether you're sending to like across the border or receiving from across the border. What has your experience been with the post office? How the parcel was handled? Uh, were you able to get compensated if there was damage? How did much did you end up paying? <laughs> <you do? laughs> That's a good question. There's that. <laughs> there is that. So give us a call. 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. Um, and uh, this comes out of what Rose Shivuti uh, shared with Wendy about receiving a gift from a, a, a friend yeah, who lives in Namibia. Not even a purchase. Yes, I think, I think her mistake might have been that she actually presented the invoice to prove that it was under the threshold of, of 1,400 rand for a gift. And now there's been some confusion that, you know, she just bought it from Namibia and, and it came in. But it still doesn't explain 2,344 rand. Why would that rand. be her? Even the 1,000 so, rands? Because even she was that. initially charged 1,000 rands for customs duty. That's a hell of a lot. And then it went up by more than double. So anyway, I've sent this to the post office. And unfortunately, I haven't had a response in time for the show. I okay. I um I do anticipate I would because I, the media office is, is is pretty efficient. But it did springboard me to another issue, and that was at the same time the mm. post office actually put out a warning to say that um there's there's been a significant. This is a few posting out. It's not so much coming in, but it, it, it relates to leaking parcels. So if you're sending anyone, and this can be anywhere, yeah. If you're sending something emailed via the post office, you can't send anything that will. Um, combust, explode, or leak in transit via email. And that includes lithium batteries, but now it also includes liquids, creams, and lotions of any kind. So had it been those oh. hair serums, um, same story. You can't post, you can't send by email um, any special hand creams, cosmetics, anything you might want to share with someone mm-hmm. um, that you're going to you know, put a package up and send with the post office. You can't do it anymore because get this. Civil Aviation Authority scanners can't distinguish between highly inflammable creams such as lighter gel um, with your ordinary hand creams and gels and whatever that we might use cosmetically and want to sh- share with each other via post. <laughs> yeah. And that only that change happened in April, actually, but the post office says despite them telling the tellers and putting something on its social media accounts, which I must admit I missed at the time, mm-hmm. they're still turning back a lot of these uh, parcels, parcels right. because there's an item in it that's not allowed. So the scanner picks it up and they don't know what it is. They can't differentiate. And yes, so yes, yes. Your, your gift of hand cream or gel or whatever uh, just doesn't make it. Right. And I know that people will try and sneak in and send things that we're not supposed to 
be receiving or sending uh, mm. as they offer. We, we see those uh, airport shows, you know, someone tries to import I love it. Those shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very distinct fauna from, well, flora from somewhere else. And oh. uh, it gets uh, turned back. So we will, we always try our luck. We try our luck. Well, I remember, I remember a, a, a particular story of a man who loved the curry from a particular restaurant so much. <laughs> That he no. had it, he did. He had it couriered into London. So it's we we do we we think that it should be as simple as that. But there are all these uh, interests, of course, all these concerns that and have safety to, and yeah, otherwise exactly, animal exactly. welfare. Yeah, and, I mean, um, my post office contact. We were chatting about this story and the clamping down, and he said um, they still post office. They still talk about a few years ago, postal workers in Sabi in, in Bumalanga. Mm. They opened a parcel when they heard something rustling inside, and then oh. a snake emerged. And they, can you imagine? Or it was a very empty office quite soon after that. Yes. And then it, literally, it was. They called the parks board, and this snake, this well-travelled snake, was then relocated <laughs> to Kruger National Park. And then they opened a case of cruelty to animals. I don't know who, what, whoever was saying that. Thinking, but it's obviously yeah. cheaper to post than courier, I suppose. Right. And, um, but I still think that's obviously um, uh, transgressing the you know, animal act of some kind. So yes. you can't do that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and just once, before we go to news, just one quick tip. If someone is sending you something from overseas, mm-hmm. sending out is not a problem with backlogs, but there still is a bit of a backlog for right parcels now, yeah. coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the post office says, and this is something I don't think we necessarily think to tell people, whether we're ordering something from a company or whether it's a, a friend or, or family member sending us, is to put, they must put your uh, cell number on the outside of the parcel with your address. Oh. So that they can SMS you in the parcels ready. That'll, that'll actually cut through the backlog quite significantly so that they can actually oh. get hold of you. It doesn't just sit there and get, you know, if they can contact you by SMS and say, hey, come and collect, they will. Um, so those parcels will get prioritized. So if someone's sending you something, uh, you put get them to put your cell number on the outside okay. of the package. So don't turn them into detectives. Make it easier. Make their jobs easier. So let's take headlines. But after that, we're taking your calls. 011-883-0702-31702 for your SMSs. As you've heard, Wendy um, sharing the latest announcement. and Well, it was in April, actually, announcement from the South African Post Office. They warned that no substances that could combust, explode or leak out in transit may be posted via airmail. Um, and that includes lithium batteries, liquids, creams and lotions. So liquids and creams and lotions are included now uh, because the scanners cannot tell whether this is lighter fluid or the latest serum that's going to make your hairline grow back from Namibia. So uh, what have your experiences been with um, receiving parcels from across the, the, the border and sending parcels with the post office? What kind of state was your parcel in at the end as well? But I'm also curious about the kind of things that you've attempted to post or that you've received via post considering that someone thought that it would be okay to post a snake via the post office. Zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two and three one seven zero two for your Azania Mosaga on 702.
25 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock in this final half hour of the show we get to talk with Wendy Nola and she's a renowned consumer journalist she joins us every Thursday at 2 o'clock for Nola Knows she gave us a fantastic update if you recall the story of Mama Winnie Shabalala last week whose identity was stolen and bad credit uh, accrued under her name and she was listed there was a really happy ending a great happy ending to that story but now today we're focusing on the South African post office they made announcements about what you can send via air mail um, and uh, we if, if you do use the post office we want your story some of the things that you have posted previously uh, what kind of state did they arrive in on that end and on this end particularly those that go across the border so zero one one eight eight three zero seven zero two. Mary you're calling us from Edenvale thank you for your patience what have you posted via the post I office hope you can hear me yes we can my daughter-in-law from England mm. sent me two birthday cards in one of those package uh, envelopes, you know, that have like the plastic inside. Yes, padded. So mm. instead of putting them in an envelope, she sent them in that. Needless to say, when I went to collect them, because I got a parcel slip for them, when I went to collect them, they wanted to charge me, it was nearly 90 rand, which oh. obviously I paid, but I was very peeved about because I said, but it's not a parcel. When I opened it, because I good God, what on earth is in here? Yeah. <laughs> I found two birthday cards. <laughs> now, so much for two gifts per annum um, at 1,400 Rand. I had had nothing from anywhere overseas. That was my first gift in inverted commas received for the year. Yeah. And here I had Nearly 90 Rand for it. Did you dispute it, or is, is it that you didn't know about the 1,400 Rand that you're entitled to? I didn't know about the 1,400 Rand, but mm. I was just so angry because, it, I mean, literally, if it had been a gift, I could understand, but it was cards. Yes, yeah, and, it, and, and even then, even if it was a gift, as long as it wasn't, the value wasn't more than 1,400 Rand. And a card doesn't, it's not a gift. It's, it's a, it doesn't have a value. It would be like putting value to the letter in the envelope then that you received. It's, right. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. So that's very unfortunate. It, the, there is a dispute process, but it's a bit arduous, as you can imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. it happened to me. My sister lives in Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. And she, a few years ago, sent me a present, which I received, and all was well. But I had to go, I had to, they charged me, oh, I can't remember, 160 rand or something in duties because mm. the official abbreviation of Colorado um, is CO. And they saw that as as Cash. a company, Boulder com- Company. Oh, it was like, so I had, it had come from a company and I was like, really, <laughs> really, if you're working in, 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 in customs, if you're a SARS official, <laughs> you really must try harder than that. And as I say, I didn't, I just, I've just got lots of mileage out of it over the years, but I never, I never yes. <laughs> went through the whole process of getting my money back because I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people, that's just Wendy? unfortunate. Yes. yes, Mary. Wendy, is there, there's something else. I have two children overseas, both in England, which I send birthday cards to periodically for birthdays and what have you, because obviously they're a long way away. What I resent, I go to the post office, I ask for airmail, I pay the airmail rate, which is an absolute fortune, but it takes like three weeks, sometimes six weeks, to get to someone in England. Now, please, tell me, 
when there's a thousand airplanes leaving this country <laughs> on a daily basis, how does one letter or one birthday card take two weeks or three weeks no. or six weeks to get to London? And believe me, the problem is not on the British side. It's not no. side. There are a bunch of pollutants. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Um, um, yes, Wendy? I um I have great sympathy for you there, but I have to say, um, from my investigation and my personal experience, the problem, and, and the, you know the complaints I get in my inbox, the problem is not so much the outgoing parcels; it's it's coming in coming with in. a backlog. Uh-huh. It it, re, it leaves the countries that they've been sent from, and it hits a backlog when it gets to our the, the sorting center. Uh-huh. Um, at ORT mainly, but um, I haven't had many complaints about. Outgoing and um, as delays as and that see. sort of okay. thing. And in fact, after many years of mm-hmm. not trusting the system at all, the postal service, I actually sent my same sister a birthday present um, at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. And I tracked it and I deliberately asked the woman at the counter how long it would take. And it was actually under. It was it was absolutely flawless service. So, it, yeah, I'm not. I, I, you sound like you do this often, and it's it's your experience. Um, mm-hmm. So from the experience, so it's not you acceptable, had, it but it doesn't seem to be. And, and from from the complaints I get from people, they're not complaining about outgoing; they're all complaining about incoming and the delays with regards and the, to getting and the, dela- it. the massive so, delays. Yeah, and then of course the the customs charges issue when some you know when it's a gift and they charge right. that doesn't go down well. So Bongani yeah. Inkatlehong has sent us a uh, WhatsApp, and he says, "Hi, Aza, I once scanned a box from Houting to PE. Cho cho cho. The sound inside the box." Was like dee, dee, dee. So we what? left that area <laughs> and took cover, thinking that it was a bomb. Where is he, was he working the postal service? Bongani, please. I was going to say you need to complete the story. What did it turn out <laughs> yes. to be? Kavazela, let's try and call Bongani on that WhatsApp line. I'm so curious how that ended. Uh, Ian, you're calling us from Brackenhurst. Good afternoon. Hi. Hi, Ian. Um, yeah, it's just about the incoming mail from. I bring, uh, I'm a modeler, so I bring bits in from the UK. And last year, a parcel from the UK, from Wales, took three days to hit Heathrow Mail and 16 weeks before it got <laughs> to the local post office. They blame that on the four-week strike. Yeah. Now, this is an internationally tracked and signed for item. Mm-hmm. I never actually got a slip in my box to say it had arrived. I was on constant contact with customer care at the post office, who are absolutely useless, because they give it a different tracking number when it arrives in the country. Oh, yeah. I see. So the one that it left number. with changes uh, when it comes into our, uh, into our border. Yeah, that's okay. right. And... In the I think end, that might be the case for other countries. Yeah. In, because it's got an international track and sign number from the Royal Mail. It arrived at the Bracken Downs Post Office. I've got a message back from customer care one day after 16 weeks of queries that it was at Bracken Downs. I'll go to Bracken Downs. I had to search for it because I hadn't received the little white slips they're supposed to send you. Mm-hmm. And they actually found three parcels, one going back over a year that was sent standard <laughs> post to my address. So, oh, wow. It, uh, 
three years Ian that is just unbelievable and that's the thing these stories are so commonplace and we've been hearing that the post office is sorting itself out yes uh, it didn't have enough money at some point but they, I think there's, a, there's some hope there's some hope right now some hope and look the, the complaints are not as, as massive and the same number that I was getting before, um, a few great. months ago it does great. seem to help the other thing that's caused this they say the post office says is a huge uptick in um, South African consumers buying stuff online and having yes. it Posted, yes, posted home, and that so they've got more staff and whatever. But that's what they say has um, really led to the backlogs and the issues. And of course, the strikes here and there don't help. Mm-hmm. But the underlying reason of all of it uh, was apparently this this um, uptick. In which case, they must uh, gear up for it. And also, of course, they love that because now they've started doing something which they didn't before. Is that with every parcel you go to fetch from the post office, depending on size, you pay twenty four rand or forty eight rand. To collect it. This is not gifts. This is um, commerce, you know, if you've ordered something. So you so, would have had to pay that as well, Aza, on your. On so your 24 rand. I mean, that's a huge difference from what I bet. So 24 rands or? So this is over and above the customs and duties over and everything and above, else. It's just, right. um, even if, yeah, it's just that. Uh, like a handling fee. And they call it a handling fee, exactly, yes. which they didn't use to charge before. But I think when this uptick happened, they thought, well, this is yeah. quite a handy bit of revenue here that we can. Yes, can it's no longer letters, it's boxes and boxes yeah, because if, and the storage yeah, has to cost them. Some companies do it, I mean, countries do it, that they charge people to collect a handling fee uh, from their post office, mm-hmm. um, be- bearing in mind that the senders paid massive, ch- well, charges, significant charges. Um, but they only do it on sort of very large parcels and certain, uh, certain criteria. But South Africa is doing it with all parcels and people who've been shopping at Wish are discovering that they get that charge per item because <laughs> mm-hmm. they send them all separately. So it could add up to quite a lot. What you think your, your whatever is going to cost you is then absolutely a, a lot more by the time it lands into your, in your hands. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why I think for a lot of us, it's easier to get someone who's traveling there to bring that parcel back with them yes. because, uh, every experience that I've had of trying to get things out or in, you know, they always the there's a lot of admin involved, the back and forth, spending time on the phone with agents and or um, with consultants and call center agents and so on. It's just so cumbersome, and it yes. takes the joy out of getting that parcel. And I must say that there's one service that I enjoy buying from if I can't find things here, particularly books. If I can't find the books here, and I go online and I find them, Amazon is such yeah. a seamless service. It's the, Amazon, so, it's the gold so standard. Seamed. It is, but that's where it people is. get caught as they think they go and shop somewhere else, and they think. It's going to be like Amazon and then all the, they mm-hmm. don't look at the fine print and then all these extra charges, like, as you say, often mm-hmm. more than what you've paid for the product. Now you must pay in fees, handling and customs and VAT and everything else. So the lesson is to research very carefully and know, not have any surprises. Absolutely. George says regarding the post office, my wife sends miniature art to the U.S. regularly for exhibitions. We stopped using the post office since February 2018. I'll send a photo of the damaged artwork Oof. that was returned from the U.S. via the post office. So what happens, even in this case with Rose's parcel that she was receiving, what happens when something is damaged? In my experience, I don't take um, responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. They just say, oops, sorry. Um, and that's, uh, you know, it's the risk of of sending something in the post. Wow. Um, so, Yeah. The other thing I wanted to warn about, um, this, this discussion just reminded me, obviously one of the things you shouldn't send um, by mail is um, money, actual cash. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, very, very 
rife romance scams. So someone will go into a dating site here, um, often it's a Christian site. Is that still a thing, Wendy? It is a thing. I get thing, I get compl- I get emails all the time. And then it's this, um, and it's a long game. They, these fraudsters play a long game and they groom the woman for, and sometimes it's a man. I've had a few men, but mostly women. Yeah. Groom them, groom them. They come to believe, you know, they send them photos of, you know, there's some, just get it off the internet. And um, these women come to believe that these men are actually their boyfriends. And then mm-hmm. they say, I've sent you money or I've sent you a laptop or I've sent you, you know, something valuable. Yeah. yeah. Often it's a big amount of money in cash. And then the fictitious um, uh, courier, DHL or whatever, will, will, in inverted commas, will make contact and say, oh, we need to, you know, there's customs and there's this and we need to open a parcel and we need you to pay 2,000 rand. And because they think they're getting... 50,000 rand in, mm. they pay it. And mm. so, um, and I get queries, of, you wouldn't believe, as I get queries about it several a month still, where people want to know, but at least they think to ask me. And then I have to, it's horrible because I have to say, not only does the parcel not exist, but your entire relationship oh. that you think you have is also fictitious, oh. that you've been investing in for six months yes. or eight months yes. or whatever. And sometimes they don't want to believe me. Mm. No, it's different. It can't be. Um, he loves me. And you think it wouldn't so, happen to us. I think that's part of the thinking that no way would it happen to me, you know, and by then you are, uh, you, you have very little, you've lost a lot of money, but let's take a break and then we'll conclude our conversation about the post office sending parcels. Do give us a call, uh, and share your experience. It's now nine minutes to, uh, three o'clock. We'll be wrapping up the show in a short while, but uh, we're still in conversation with renowned consumer journalist Wendy Nola. And we're talking about the post office, especially after the announcement that they made recently about the things that you can can send um, those of a liquid form will no longer be allowed via a mail. This includes lithium batteries, which are always there, but now they've added things like creams, lotions and liquids. So um, you're going to have to change things because even since, well, they made the announcement in April because the, Avi- the Civil Aviation Authority scanners can't distinguish uh, what I- the content is of a product, particularly liquids. So the entire list has all the, the, the now creams and lotions are included in spite of what you've stated. So um, let me read this one out quickly, Wendy. And it says, um, it was an SMS quite lengthy. And it says, uh, I can't complain about local post office. Um, I desperately want to support South Africa, but I will never order anything from another country to our post office. I ordered a small A5 size catalog from a British portrait museum. It cost eight pounds plus shipping. I had to pay the South African post office over 350 rand import sure. duty um, extra to collect. Wow. When I said I don't want it, I was told that I would be charged an ongoing storage fee until I collected it. Uh, this comes what? from Vivian. Yes, when I also That's raised the new, issue. Really? Yeah, with my parcel, I was told that, yeah, well, it's just going to sit in storage and it's just going to accumulate uh, more costs if you don't sort the, 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 the issue out. Cause I thought I'm going to take this up mm. with the organize, with the uh, designer I purchased this thing from. And so, uh, they said, no, if you leave it, it incurs costs. No, the, I, 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 I must find that email because Nola does not know that. <laughs> I, I queried this, I've queried this a few times with my, <laughs> with my media person and that storage fee thing has never come up so i need to i need to go back and uh query that and come back um with the answer to that one with the okay. outcome of 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 rose's story and what happened okay. with that ridiculous 2000 and something that they wanted to charge her yes um but 
but I can't. That's unbelievable because I mean, what is eight pounds? You mm. never, I mean, that that doesn't that doesn't work. I don't think. I don't. I can't claim to know the exact uh, formula they work on for VAT and uh, well, VAT, yes, yes, obvious, yes. But the customs duty. But that does seem um, outrageous. Okay, let's but again, you, uh-huh. you, you know, it would certainly make you stop that behaviour. You just wouldn't order again. Yeah, ab- which exactly. Is, which exactly. is unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to Katleho in Centurion. Hi, Katleho. Hi, Ava. Um, four years ago, I bought a fashion box from uh, the state. It's a, it had a beautiful watch, a pocket square, some beautiful socks, mm-hmm. um, and it was delivered by a post office. So I go pick it up with my parents. And we go back home. I open up the box, and lo and behold, I find a sex toy. <gasps> oh. um, <laughs> what did your so parents think? Call of the day. <laughs> very angrily, I write <gasps> to the supplier in the States yes. um, to say, Dude, like, I just got a sex toy here. Um, and you can imagine, I'm with my parents at the time, so yeah. it's rather embarrassing. Yeah. Um, then a few days later, then I go to visit my brother. Uh, for a few, day, a few days later, then my dad gets a call to say, hey, um, that thing that came to your place does not belong to you. So they actually took my box out of um, the packaging and swapped it with someone else. Yeah. So when my dad took the stuff back, they told him that, they asked him, why did you open the box in the first place? But you assumed what? that it I'm was not... your parcel. Yes. It's exactly. So who did the swap? I don't know. It sure. was done at the post office. Right. I'm not going to say which one, but it was in Centurion. <laughs> so did you oh. ever get your fashion box? You got your... Yes, I did. I did. I did. Okay, all is well I that did. ends okay. well, but what How a shock. And I, I think your parents yeah. must have known you were telling the truth because who in their right mind would order a sex toy and then open it up in front of their parents? <laughs> 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 you never know, Wendy. You know, thank you for the story. I think as Wendy Thanks, says, Katleha. caller of the day for sure. I didn't, ex- I didn't see that coming. What <laughs> 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 Yeah. and Johannesburg South. Hi. Hello. We're good. Thanks, Nombulelo. Good, good. So I also wanted to give my input. Mm. I sent a parcel to my younger brother who's on mission um, to Kenya. Mm. Uh, this was December, like mid-December. And that parcel still hasn't arrived even today. And it was even through the post office DMS service, oh. which is supposed to be quicker yeah. than, you know, regular post. So it never got there. The last update that was on their system was on the 9th of January saying that it's at um, customs, basically, leaving the country. And then it just disappeared. But for all you know, it could still be in the country. If you'd like to um, send an email um, or or give our producer um, your details, I will um, certainly do my best. I'm going back to my to the spokesman on this on the other issues mm-hmm. um, around storage yeah. costs. Um, so I will add okay. that in and just if you've got a tracking number, most important, and the address to which you were yes. sending it and your address, yes. basically those three bits of information, um, I'll do my best to see if um, we can't find out what happened to it. Oh, that would be great. What oh, was the value, okay, Nombulelo? Just awesome. out of curiosity, what was the value it of the item? It was about 1,200, sure. okay. which is under. So, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> is this the first time you sent something to Kenya? Yes, it was the first time. However, yeah. from other people, they said, oh, it will never get there. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Meaning there's so a problem in Kenya where it's not going to, it's going to get bogged thing. down here. That's you know, the thing. What's the alleged problem with sending to Kenya? 
Do you know? Uh, so they don't know. They don't know. They just say the parcels never, never get. Arrived. They never get. Okay. There. Well, yeah. stay on the line, Nombulelo, and then we'll uh, get your details okay. for Wendy to be able to assist you. We do have a tweet that says, I'm actually very impressed with my parcels at the post office. Advocate Maru, that's where you leave it. We wish you were giving us more details. Are the parcels uh, internal or are you posting across the border or receiving from across the border? But Wendy, we look forward to the update on this one because I Absolutely. think the post office should be able to, to serve all of us, you know, not and, and not have it be a case of uh, uh, the majority Hit of time. It, yeah, exactly. But it's you like the majority of the time it. it's yeah. a miss and yeah. uh, fewer times it's a, it's, a, it's a hit. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thanks, Azaz. Chat soon. That was Wendy Nola speaking to us from our uh, Cape Talk studios. She'll be back with us again on Thursday, next week, Thursday. So do send us your uh, consumer issues. If there's something that you would like for Wendy to take a closer look at, drop me an email. It's azania at 702.co.za and uh, we'll pass them on. And as you can hear, uh, Wendy does get results. In fact, before I sign out, let me tell you about this uh, tweet, in fact, from Gabelo. He says, Wendy solved a case for me that even the motoring ombudsman couldn't help me with. It was about a car I hired that had a recorded scratch that was later labeled a crack and I was expected to fix. Wendy made the CEO personally apologize. That's our Wendy Nola. It's sale time at Dialer.